and he scored a goal, which was a cross into the far post, and he put both hands on the guy's shoulder because this is a header, right? And everyone's making fun of, like, Chucky's really short, and how could how is he ever going to score headers? Well, he's going to get on his on some stilts, and he's going to boost himself up into the air. <laughs> so that's pretty much what he did. He put his hands on this guy's shoulder from, from behind, boosted himself up. The guy sort of, like, he sort of, like, went down a little bit. But uh, Chucky pretty much boosted himself up, got the header, which was very close to the post, and, uh, you know, ricocheted in for the goal. No foul was called. It probably could have been the foul. Um, but, you know, solid effort. He was doing his part. Like I said, I didn't see I didn't see the whole match. I didn't see his whole performance. But uh, I guess he did get some minutes there. Yeah, it was on a Tuesday, just a random Tuesday. And uh, I just happened to, you know, I happened to be uh, available at the time, and I I just I turned on the second half, and I was like, I didn't even you know I get notified when Chucky Lozano uh, gets uh, minutes, and I saw that he was on the bench, and I was like, well, you know, not expecting him to to show up at all, and uh, around I want to say it was the eighty fourth minute. I mean, Gattuso really you could tell he didn't want to use him, but he was one of the one of the few players that hasn't seen action yet. So he, he put him on and uh, yeah, I mean, they drew a corner. He scores on a header. Like that's the last thing you expect Chucky to score off of is a header. And, you know, I was super excited to see that goal, man. I was like, thank God, you know, he scored, you know, a big, a big middle finger to his coach, you know? And then the crazy part about all this is uh, right after, I want to say like two minutes after, or maybe in stoppage time, he had a breakaway, and he could have put away a second goal. Like th- that second goal, uh, it would have been easier for him to score than the corner, but he he missed it by a few inches. Um, but it's crazy. I mean, he could have had a he could have had a brace in under ten minutes of play. Yeah, so that's that's good. That's some good news um, because we we're. I was specifically sort of giving him a hard time. He had the picture with the, with the trophy and. Oh yeah. You know, he it's, did it, which he didn't, he didn't play in that game, I believe. And he was getting railed on by the coach, by Gattuso. But now he comes on and he does some good things. So hopefully that gets into the mind of Gattuso and gives, he gives him more opportunities. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I was like, why would you even upload a photo of yourself holding that trophy? You had nothing to do with that. Like you participated not at all in that cup run. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a group project and you didn't do any of the work and you still got an A. (laughs) But, you know, uh, I don't know if this goal is going to change things. I know his, 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 uh, Mino Raiola, his, his agent, you know, he, I mean, this guy works off commission, so I'm sure he's actively looking for another team to to buy him off Napoli. But you know, if if there is no one uh, that is willing to spend forty million or, or up for him, hopefully he can reconcile his relationship with Agatu. So hopefully this goal sparks, you know, something, and and he can start to earn his his spot back. Because uh, I mean, he's hell of a talent, you know, and. Once upon a time, I mean, Napoli were interested in him. So now that they have him, maybe they can maybe they can repair this. I don't know. Yeah, so he he came in in the eighty fourth minute. So that's yeah. 
uh, six minutes. So she's six or six or more minutes playing time. He was confided in, which is you know a low a low number. Mm-hmm. So maybe next game he can beat that record, and it shouldn't be too hard. Hopefully, yeah, you know, six minutes. Maybe he can go into the, in the seventh seventieth minute or and a miracle could happen. He could get a start. You know, and you know we got to take a step back and think. Hey, you know. This is not, he has never been known to be a super sub. This isn't a Chicharito, you know, situation where he's been known for scoring off the bench. No, Chucky is, I mean, he was handed the number 11 jersey, okay? I mean, this is a big boy signing for Napoli. So, you know, for him to be at the bottom of the barrel and, like, having to work his way up, maybe become a super sub or maybe play, like, 45 minutes next game, I mean... If he has to work his way all the way from the bottom just to get back to the top, I mean, so be it. Maybe this will be a good learning experience, a, gr- a new growing experience for for him. Because I feel like at all the teams he's been at, he's kind of been, you know, he's been successful. Um, that's Mexican league, though. Like, like I would say Mexican league. Of course, Chucky is the guy that's going to be starting. Yeah. Um, in Europe and even the national team. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's, like, not yeah. necessarily the super sub. But I, I think I recall him, you know, just being because he's a huge change of pace. Like yeah. If you have a Tecatito, or if he's going in for Raúl Jiménez on the wing or something, then you, you're you're just pretty much changing the pace of the game dramatically by oh, yeah. putting in Chucky Lozano. So the speed and everything. So it's not really a he's not really a super sub, but I would just say he's a perfect sub to change the pace and brings like a, a surprise the the opponents with some speed. Yeah, you got some tiring and like beat him. You got some tired yeah, legs exactly. out there. Oh man, he will he will destroy you, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, he exposed that. You know, they claim the Italian league is so defensively difficult, and that's why he's been struggling. But man, I mean, it was like Speedy Gonzalez out there on that breakaway. Like he, it was it was evident that like you you bring in Chucky, and it's a game changer, like straight up, man. Yeah. So in that aspect, as a sub, he could do probably pretty well. Just give him more time than than six minutes. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, we 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 talked about this before. Like, we don't really have that much depth in the winger position. So, even with his scrap minutes at Napoli, he can still get called up for the selection and get a partido molero, and he'll probably be a starter. You know, him and Tecatito will be starters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, even with these these rare appearances, we all know he's young, and we all know his talent. So he's definitely. And that's that's been the history with the Mexican national team is you'll have people, you'll have people riding the bench, but just the mere fact that they're in Europe, they come back to Mexico, they're going to automatically start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially now because the Liga Mekis is still on hiatus, and uh, I believe we we officially have a date to return. Not only that, before the return to the actual league, they're going to break off into like two little groups and have like a have like a mini tournament. So that would, know, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, I mean, these players, I'm sure they're still like trying to do their their trainings and stuff. But I mean, we're gonna see some rust on the field for sure. Yeah, but that that's the Guadalajara and Mexico City sort of games you're talking about, right? Little tournaments yeah, that they're, having. they're gonna have like little mini tournaments. Yes, yeah, so that should be interesting. That should be fun. And you know damn well if either Chivas or America or both win those little tournaments, they're going to try and argue for that that little gold star on their on their badge. 
<laughs> no, nah, it's gonna be some lame stuff, and that's worse than than Prode. Yeah, I mean, all around. These are just these are just friendlies. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure they'll still have like a little a little trophy, or like a little you know something that they can celebrate. Because I think it's like a I don't know if it's like a group thing or if it's like a straight up like knockout thing, but they're like little tournaments. Um, yeah, so that's that's chippy, right? <laughs> you got one other one other um, Mexican abroad doing some pretty good things. Oh man, I mean, I I already for me it was almost a guarantee. I was like, you know what? The second Wolves get back in action, uh, Raul will score, and he scored against West Ham uh, on the weekends, and then he scored again. Uh, I, I want to say the team was Bournemouth. I, I could be wrong. Um, I got to look it up, but yeah, he, <laughs> the funny thing about that game is, or at least both those goals is I was on Twitter and I was like, I think I saw this goal before. Cause it was legit the same exact goal. It was Adama Matayore on the wing, cross the ball, roll heads it in. And then, you know, then he did. It was yeah. like the same. It was like a the, the exact. It was a, almost an instant replay. Both goals. Yeah, that was it was that was pretty good. That those the crosses like the, the the cross received a lot of praise, and then the and then the dynamic duo like the whole uh, the dupla praise for just the two of them and and I guess their partnership on the team has been pretty interesting. I'm looking at a tweet right now that's. Uh, Quite ridiculous it has a picture of <laughs> jordan and pippen fist bumping and then right oh, next to wow. him. oh wow no that's that's going over the top i'm gonna have to reply to this guy but that's that's yeah. a little exaggerate exaggerate <laughs> here's the thing i don't know why our culture does this but i swear man the second you get a little glimpse a little little breath of success like they start going way over the top um i saw a, a poll on twitter today you know, would you rank Raul top five in the world right now as striker? I'm like, look, he's not even top five in his own in in, in the APL. Let's let's take it one step at a time here. Um, well, okay, so it's top, you're talking top striker in APL, not in the. So I'm looking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the poll was like, is he one of the top strikers in the world oh, right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah, but look at the EPL though. He's got 24. Okay, 24 goals and 46 appearances. Right now for the league. Um, he's he's the leader. He's like the lead the league leader in goals in the EPL. Um One above Sergio Aguero. He uh I'm not sure which stats you're looking at, but this is strictly EPL. I don't know if it's factoring in like FA Cup or League Cup. But Jamie Vardy is number one with nineteen goals. Uh Aubameyang has seventeen. Salah has seventeen. Aguero has sixteen. Danny Ings has 16, and then Raul Jimenez is tied in sixth place with Mane with uh, 15 goals. Okay, this must be all all appearances. Yeah, because uh, it's probably also Picante has another. I guess okay, they're 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 doing the numbers. They're mm. they're finding the loophole <laughs> to praise Raul. Yeah, um, ESPN is showing Raul Jimenez leader de goles with 28. Second in assistances with 13 goals. I, I wonder if they're just like um, factoring in like. The entire season, like including like yeah, the uh, all appearances. Yeah, yeah. I mean competitions. Yeah, 
for, for me, it's like, and, and I think you commented on this, uh, at least uh, the the goal over the weekend, the, the, even the commentators were praising Adamame more than Raul. It's like, yeah, you know, like I, I understand it, you know, like assists shouldn't get overlooked, but they rarely, you know, they, they barely give recognition to Raul. And for me, that's a little bit frustrating, you know, like, He's yeah. he's 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 one of the top goal scorers in in the EPL, and uh, he he's already broken uh, Chicharito's record for for most EPL goals in a season. I think uh, Chich, the most he ever scored in a season was like thirteen. So, Raúl is is well above that, and um, I mean he's on pace to probably end up with with twenty pepinos when the, when this is all said and done. I mean I can see him scoring five more goals between now and uh, I think there's seven games left in the season. So, um, I, I'm, I'm very happy for him. This has by far been one of the most craziest, like, like gambles as far as, a as a, as a player, because I mean, again, this is a guy, a guy who flopped an Atleti when he went from America. There's a guy that flopped even at Benfica, a, a worser league. And if it wasn't for his amazing agent, I mean, this is the same agent that Cristiano Ronaldo has. If it wasn't for his amazing agent who has a stake in Wolverhampton, I mean, Raul could have easily came back to America by now and, and he could have been, you know, back in Mexico. But he has a great agent and uh, they took a gamble and uh, he's had a really beautiful uh, relationship at Wolves. And uh, if they can keep this team together, I'm all for him just staying at Wolves and being like a, a, a club legend. But um, yeah. if they if they start to pick apart this team... Like if if they don't secure a a, a Europa League uh, position this season, I you know I could see Adamame and I can see Raúl getting you know sold. So, um, with with all the uh, like with all the bad things like with Memo with uh, Giovanni and Tottenham and uh, who else, Chucky with his struggles he's he's had, it's like scary man. Like Raúl Jiménez is doing good where he's at. Yeah, so if he was to change clubs, like there was, you know, some big clubs that were where rumors were out a while ago. If he were to change clubs and something were to happen where you know the coach he fell out of co- out of favor with the coach or the coach changed or the system changed or something, and all of a sudden you see Raúl on the bench, we would be saying, why did he leave? Why, you know? And so a lot of people are cautious and thinking, okay, we don't want him to leave. He's doing good. He can do really good at this club. Um, and, you know, you're sort of hesitant to be more ambitious and say, okay, I want him to go to a big club. I want him to go to, like, uh, Manchester United or something and then just light it up there. And and we see and, – and I look at what happened today with, uh, you know, I guess the rivals, if you want to call it that. Uh, Pulisic scores with Chelsea. I think this is two goals in the last two games or mm. three or four games. And he scored a pretty, like, a pretty good – I mean, it was a bad defensive um, – defensive move but he did you know use his speed and he scored a pretty good goal and so he's getting a lot of hype in the small uh the u.s fan base there um so you always see that competitiveness between the mexican players and the u.s players and Pulisic fans saying well he's at chelsea and all this and then yeah a smaller club yeah i think the the reason why this has worked out so well for Raul is number one, Wolves had been recently promoted to the Premier League when he joined on a loan, so the expectations were just to stay in the Premier League, and and yeah. he and obviously like they have surpassed those expectations. Like 
right now they're fighting for a spot in Europe, which is insane. I mean, they they don't even rule out the possibility of champions uh, because don't forget, Man City have had a slap on the wrist. They will not be allowed to participate in the Champions League season, uh, at least next season. It might be one or two seasons. So even though they are in second place right now, Leicester City would take that spot, Chelsea would take that spot, and Manchester United would take that spot. So uh, Man United and Wolves are tied on points. So there might be a possibility. Like they, Right now they're fighting for a Champions League spot. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm looking at their their uh, their numbers. They're and it's not really impressive. Like this this uh, the EPL is sort of weird because you have <laughs> it's been a blowout. Top three, yeah, it's been you a have blowout. the top three or four. The top three or four are pretty much like they've got some good records, and then you go down to Wolves. They've got 12 wins, 13 draws, and six losses. So they have a whole ton of draws. Mm-hmm. Not too many losses, but not too many wins either. So, yeah, I mean, this has been the most one-legged race uh, in a while in the Prem League. I mean, Liverpool clinched the the league today officially. Um, yeah, and like I said, Man City are disqualified for Champions League football. So, I mean, if if this was to end today, it would be Liverpool, Leicester City, Chelsea and Man United in the Champions League. So, I mean, that's crazy. Um, and, you know, Wolves Wolves has uh, the same amount of points. So, I mean, a lot can happen between now and the end of the season. And I know for, for sure that if they do secure a spot in Europe, um, they're going to try and keep the, the nucleus of the team together. Because, I mean, even the coach... Uh, Nunez Espiritu Santo. I mean, he they're they're trying to poach him as well. You know what I mean? So, um, if it's if it's not broken, why fix it? If 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 this is working out for Raúl, keep him at Wolves. I I mean, I would I I would love him to just be a legend here, and you know they they build a statue of him outside the the stadium at one point. You know what I mean? Um. It's a beautiful story, and and there's no guarantee that he goes to a a Chelsea, a Man United, a Juve. Juve's been been rumored with him. There's no guarantee that he'll be able to recreate that kind of success. Um, and and you've seen all kinds of flops before, not just Mexican players, but you've seen uh, Andy Carroll. You know he was lighting it up at Newcastle, and Liverpool spent so much money on this kid, and he flopped, and. Uh, you know, that's it, just that's just what happens. You know, it's it's a completely different story stepping into a a top three, a top four club in in England. It's the expectations are are so high. Um, it's 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 pretty ridiculous. Um, I think I lost my my co-host, but no worries. <laughs> We're back, or what? What happened, man? Uh, yeah. You ran out of Nextel minutes. I lost. I lost your audio. <laughs> oh, I couldn't hear you. I thought I was connected, but uh, oh, but yeah, I couldn't hear you. I thought I was the only one connected, but I guess you were the only one connected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, he. Um, All right, I'm back. Uh, but yeah, you know, basically, what I was saying is like, you know, it's a beautiful thing at Wolves. It's working. Hopefully, they don't push the team. Or the coach, and he can just you know continue to 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 create this story at, at Wolves, um, 
we have Luis yeah. on the on the live chat saying uh, Kobe and Shaq. <laughs> in, in, in reg- Not even that, man. In regards to uh, Adam, my man, and Raul. <laughs> they need to win. Like, Kobe and Shaq won titles. They got rings. Yeah. Raul needs to do that for... Uh, it's a, I mean, I want to... club. I want to say that that chemistry, though, I mean, that might be better than than any any connection he has with with a Mexican player. Like, I don't know if, if Chucky and and Tecatito have that kind of connection with Raul right now. That's another thing. Like, I was gonna, and I, we've talked about this because John is a real fan of uh, Raul Jimenez. And a long time ago, I was always waiting because Raul would always do good for his clubs. And I was always waiting, okay, Raul's going to, you know, dominate. And when is he going to do well with the national team? Mm-hmm. It would never come. It would ne- I would never, he would never live up to my expectations on the national team. And I still think he hasn't. So it's, it's, it's got to be interesting to see in the upcoming games, whenever that happens, if, uh, you know, if he'll shine and, out, and out, I mean, outperform. When I think of Raul Jimenez and his, uh, his input for the Mexican team, the only thing that comes to mind is that Chilena he scored. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong. He won a gold medal uh, in in London, but I mean that was Oribe Peralta's. You know, he he had that team on his back. Um, and for he the long, he does impressive things. I guess he he like has he's got good footwork for a big guy. He has like that flair. You know what I mean? There's players that have like that flair. You know, like Hugo Sanchez with his you know Chilenas and stuff. He he just has that that little bit of flair that some players either aren't brave enough to try or, you know, just don't have that kind of instinct. But um, his aerial game is great, and uh, he's a different kind of striker compared to who's been carrying the the national team, you know, Chicharito. That's the thing. Like, Chicharito, uh, you know, he's been on top for so long that Raul really didn't have a chance to, to shine. He was always uh, a substitute, and... For some reason, we haven't been able to have both of them at the, on the pitch at the same time. It just—I don't know if it's a formation thing or a chemistry thing or something—but they haven't been able to figure out that duo. But right now, there's no excuse. He's our best informed player and striker, and you know, Chicharito's over here selling Herbalife. <laughs> Herbalife. Well, Herbalife is, is the multi-level marketing pyramid scheme. But but before we get to before we get before there. we get to this. Yeah. Before we get to that, like one last comment on Raul. Like he sort of reminds me, and I might be totally wrong on this, but back in the day, I would watch Aldo de Negris, and he was like a big guy, sort of like Raul. He uh-huh. could do headers and stuff. And he had like some awesome footwork and ball control for a big dude when he played with Rayados. This was like, I don't know, long ago. And, uh, and, he, and I was like, man, this guy needs to be on the national team. And then he never panned out. He never did anything well. Yeah. Um, Raul, I don't think Raul is on another level, of course. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, he does improve for the national team. I and uh, I guess the the big question is is his um, supporting cast for the national team is it at the level that he has at Wolves? You know, because I mean, I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but there is nobody, no specimen in the Mexican national team that has that kind of build. Like Adamamet Triori, that guy is built like a freaking tank. Um, we don't have a player like that. <laughs> um, it's, it's it's the crossing, man. Like it's the yeah. If he can get like so that 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 cross was just like perfect. It yeah. was over, right over, and it dipped down right over that 
precisely over that defender. We don't have like we have people on the national team like uh, Chucky uh, and Tecatito. What's, what's, what's that Flacco that everyone makes fun of that he can't? Oh, come. we have Gringo, we have freaking Jurgen Dam, man. I mean, that Gringo guy. Castro back in the day would be would be made fun of because he doesn't know how to cross. There's so many Mex. I, I, there's probably someone else too. Oh, there's players I, I got a just on Chivas alone. We had uh, Diego Martinez didn't know how to cross. Uh, Venado Medina. Um, I mean, yeah, Jimmy Lozano. He he could cross. He could he could do some good passing and stuff. Carmona. There's so many. Yeah. Carmona. Yeah. But yeah, so if we can get like Tecatito, I guess he he could be the man who could uh, who could do something. Uh, Chucky, I guess as well. Yeah, but yeah, he needs he needs some good servicing to be able to. The, the problem, yeah, the problem is, and and people don't take this into consideration, is like you are playing, you you're you're with your club most of your season. Okay, the only time you you are with the national team is for friendlies and for you know official matches, but those those camps are very small. You you barely get like a week or two to be with your with your squad in comparison to your club where you are training every single day you are living with these guys i mean they know you better than than you know your national team you know what i mean so it's like you have that chemistry that fact that factors into the into it and then you have you have a, a completely different coach you know what i mean you might go back to tata martino and he might have a different idea for you and you might not have that same gel. You might not have that same chemistry you have with your coach that you see every single day. You know, so there's, you got to factor that in. I, I think like, like Tecatito and 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 Chucky and Raul need to spend more time together so they can they can kind of read each other and and you know set up those kind of plays. Because um, I think Raul is is just. He's the kind of player that maybe doesn't rely on service as much as Chicharito. You know, he can take the ball deep in the midfield and and, and dribble a pass a few players, and he he can or he can be like the target man. You know, he he's he's more versatile than than Hernandez. So I would expect him like on the national team to just figure it out, and we'll see. Yeah, that's been like a problem. That whole idea of uh, of like the players on the national team not having enough time together i remember thinking that in after 2000 after 2000 uh 2002 was it 2002 yeah 2002 world world cup man i was like what is going on with this team <laughs> and uh and that's like with every national team you don't you don't play together very often you don't have you know a ton of friendlies and then all these tournaments sometimes you you call in different players for different tournaments and different uh different games and yeah your core team is not always together that's why the whole golden generation was like so promising where they grew up playing different iterations of national teams and, and mm -hmm. things like that but yeah i mean look at a team like spain i mean they owned the world from like i want to say 2008 all the way to like 2012 because they won a euro together they won the world cup and they won another euro but if you look at the core of the team i mean it was barcelona and real madrid you know what i mean like those guys all played together on club and they played in the same league all of them so it's like in mexico you have half half a batch in europe but even then our players are scared all over europe and then you have another half that's like in mexico 
You know what I mean? So it's like it's like it's like a Frankenstein project. <laughs> it's like you have yeah. you have one part that has a certain level of expectation, then you have another level or a completely different style and pace of speed in, in, in Mexico. You know what I mean? It's just two completely different styles. And sometimes I, I mean, I've seen this happen um, with like Vela and like other players that were in Europe. They got so frustrated because they would make a run or they would be, make a, you know, they would be in a position where they could score. And like the other guys were just not on that level and they would fumble the pass or they wouldn't even see the guy wide open. And, and it was kind of like, Man, you guys are on a completely different level. You guys can't even, you know, we we have no vibe, no connection whatsoever. Yeah. Also, Germany, like the German, the yeah. German players that were playing all in Bundesliga, or the majority mm-hmm. in Bund- a lot of them in Bundesliga. That's where that's why Ron and some guys will always be talking about like. And I think I've even asked that question on the Twitters: Is what if all the Mexican players abroad came back and everyone played in Mexico? And then the majority of the team played on like a Chivas or a America, America or, you know, yeah, like the core, the core of them, like not the whole team, but like a good group of them. Yeah, and they're familiar with each other. I mean, would they do better in the World Cup than like all like the current state where there's you know some people in Europe and you know they're going for their dreams well, and stuff? We've we've seen that we've we've been lucky to experience like a team entirely playing in Mexico with like. You know the 1998 World Cup. I mean, if you look at that squad, we might have had like one player in Europe, but everybody was in Mexico. And I mean, we still had the same <laughs> same results. We always end up in the round of 16 and getting eliminated. You know, so like in, in 1998, yeah. um, we went we went up toe to toe with with Germany, and at one point we were leading the leading them. So, I mean, I I, I do think that you keep us in Mexico or or we do this whole Europe thing. I think like the result is still going to end up being the same. (laughs) (laughs) We need some fortune. I think with some fortune, like Costa Rica got the fortune of having some good, good matchups. If that could happen to Mexico, then yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it could be some positive. It's just something about the world cup where it's just like, uh, the, the group stage is never in question, but it's just always that, that round of 16, uh, it's like a deer in the lights, man. They just don't know what to do when they have the lead. They just freak out. And the one chance that they did, they are probably like saying, okay, we got the U.S. We're going to beat the U.S. And oh, you know, yeah. We're going on to the next round. They were, they were overconfident, and then taking that loss was just like yeah. earth-shattering for them. I was still a young lad when when they were in Japan, and I was 12, so like I had, I remember like, staying up and I think the game was like four in the morning. It was like a ridiculous time. And I I just, I couldn't believe what had happened. And I was just like, this is the most embarrassing day of my life. (laughs) And, uh, and Conejo, Conejo Perez was like sitting there or walking off crying and stuff. And this just goes to prove the man that Cuauhtémoc Blanco is. He was the one that was comforting. I think he even shook the U S the national, the U S players. And he was the one like comforting, uh, I think it was called them. He was comforting Conejo Perez and yeah, um, like a true, true legend, true leader. Yeah, I mean, in those times, we we basically had their number every time we faced the states. So, like to lose in the biggest stage to your neighbors, it was yeah. it, it was a tough it was a tough loss. Um, yeah, and Cuauhtémoc took it, man. He he would he would admit it. He took it. 
he would, you know, go home later on or bef- later on he'd go over and slap Faitelson upside the head in Veracruz. <laughs> you know, do, then, then he would run and become uh, a politician and be oh, elected man. and do great things in Mexico City. And he would never, ever do be part of some pyramid scheme. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, you God. never take part of that. That's stuff. a that's a very good segue into our next topic, which is uh, uh, Javier Hernandez getting involved in a pyramid scheme. What is up, Herbalife? You went from Omni Life to Herbalife. <laughs> yeah, straight up, man. I mean, he's uh, he's got a he's got a life coach that is guiding him on his journey. <laughs> And his life coach yeah, is, whole, is telling him to to start slinging herbal life. Yeah, so he signs a multi-year sports nutrition sponsorship. Well, he's at LA Galaxy. Herbal Life is part of the deal. So you know they're looking for the bucks, man. They're looking for. So they're uh, an official sponsor of the LA Galaxy, right? Because I remember their logo yeah. on the jersey. Okay, so it was only natural for them to find a. Poster boy. Yeah. And I remember doing, we, we were making fun of Giovanni. I think he was in front of a head and shoulders thing. He was doing like a, a media event for head and shoulders. We were like laughing at him and stuff. Sort I, of the same thing. I think Gio was also doing commercials for Denny's at one point. Yeah. Yeah. That was like some funny stuff. He was sitting down eating a burger or something. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where, his his wife is a model, but you know she's pregnant again, so she's out of, out of work for a while. So this guy's gotta gotta t- gotta take all the sponsorships as, uh, that come at him or money that comes at him. Um, yeah, that's something that like in Mexico in Mexico people would complain about because I think they would like for national team call ups they would set up a time if not like a whole day. Oh, for just yeah, yeah, for commercials. Like, mm-hmm. you come, we're recording this. You got to do this as part of your obligations on the national team. We, we need to take your picture. We need to do a video, and you know all these things, all these, all these things. And it'd be like people would complain about it. Like, we don't need these distractions and stuff. These players don't need to be like used and abused just for your commercial and to yeah, get more, you're, more pesos and stuff. You're taking the the short amount of time that they do have together, and you're making them be a little puppets for all these endorsements and sponsors that you, you're, you know, you guys signed up for. And it's just like, yo, are they even getting a cut of that? I don't even know, man. They see the dollars, man. Herbalife is looking at the dollars. Cause they're looking at all, all these LA Latinos and Mexican Americans and they're looking at, okay, I'm going to take your, I'm going to take your dollar with, with Chicharito's help. Dude, I I have told you guys in the chat. I legit have lost family members to that shit because like they started slinging that, and we would have, <laughs> you know, we would have uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving, you know, one of those fat parties, and it was like a ticking time bomb. It's like, oh, how long will it take for this guy to start preaching about herbal life and stuff? And then we just <laughs> we just stop inviting him to the parties, man. We're like, yo, get that shit out of our face. <laughs> <laughs> No, you see, you have two people underneath you, and then they have two people underneath them. Dude. Oh God! <laughs> it's just you get some bank with some Amway. It's so funny because, like, 
these every now and then it's like a cycle, you know, they, they, they go away and then a new one comes, you know, it's like a weed, you know, it's like you, you put it away, but then they, they just keep growing, coming back and it's like, and they come in different forms. There was like that, uh, there, there was like one that was trending on Instagram, you know, Oh, give me a hundred dollars and then you'll get 800 back. And this is how it works. And I'm just like, yo, you guys are all idiots. Yeah. We need to, we need to have our, our players, telling us to wear a mask and to stay in inside man that's we don't need people telling us to to have herbal life yeah and don't be don't be getting uh infected and stuff and yeah delaying the league i actually saw uh a commercial on tv uh today and it was canelo alvarez and he said wear a mask and stay inside and i'm like yo dude that is so simple but so powerful because we like we respond to that, and I'm disappointed that during this time we haven't really seen the national team endorse any kind of this shit. You know, instead they're giving us polls on what's the best agua fresca and what's the what's the best freaking entree. Like, are you guys serious right now? <laughs> the the official Twitter handle for the Mexican national team in English is just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Hey man, I I got a like from him on one of my comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you got nothing to do. You're gonna do like brackets of foods and like molepulano and all this oh stuff. Oh my that's, god, it's just that's crazy. And then you, it's just like, man, what? You're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs and you're like, they don't post too often, but like when they do, they come up with these types of things. Before it was like tacos and they said. Uh, Time to decide which Mexican dish will advance to the quarterfinals. Enchiladas, tostadas, tamales, pozole, gorditas, carnita. I'm like, yo, like, you know what it is? It's like they got this marketing guy that they hired, and they're like, whoa, what are we paying you for? <laughs> and then he's just, he's going on Twitter just trying to, just trying to throw shit and see if it sticks, you know? <laughs> Yo, Albert, I think I lost you. Oh, let me, let me, let me see if I can get Cheeky's back. Yo. Yeah, man, I, I can't hear you, buddy. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello? See there again? Ah, there you go. I think my phone, like, whenever I uh, it sleeps, oh, it get disconnected. Yeah. I mean, there was a new update on, on Discord, and I think it's been giving us a lot of issues today, but... Yeah, what what did you hear me say last? Uh, we were talking about food and the how they liked your 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 account on one of your tweets and oh yeah, yeah they're just, they're just like they're just trying to have a little funny comment or a little cool thing um, for people to look at like these brackets and stuff. But I, I'm not too interested. I'm more interested in like the background, the back. Like if they post like some type of behind the scenes mm -hmm. video or history over some 
like stadium or anecdote or you know some national team experience or player experience and that would be cool that would be interesting to know like like a new fun fact or something yeah but people but yeah. people want to be entertained they want to see luis hernandez wearing a wig and doing tiktok videos man i ain't even <laughs> like i saw i saw one of those because so like i'm not easily clicking on those things but uh i saw like a lot of praise for like the first ones like i've seen them but i never like clicked on them to hear them oh man like two or th- I see, I'll see like two or three, but I won't click on them to see what's up. This one time recently, I clicked on one, and the audio was like not synced up, and it was like all I was like, "What is this? this is the, it was like the dumbest thing ever." Oh man. Um, maybe the first ones were okay and stuff, but the one that I saw, were like it was like ridiculous. I was like, "Dude, man, what are you doing?" But anyway, <clears> people <throat> liked it. I guess it's weird. Like. Like like Luis Hernandez's career, it is very hit or miss you either you either score a lot of goals or you you go to boca juniors and you don't you don't do anything and i feel like that's very accurate representation of his tiktok videos there's some that are really good like the one where uh j-lo pulled his hair that was really good and he's had a few other ones that i'm just like yeah i don't know about this one guy i, I don't know but you know the the English pochos are eating this stuff up, man. They are loving these TikTok videos, and and uh, there's not much su- substance going on, but yeah, people want to be entertained. The one I saw, okay, I'm remembering was when he was singing a uh, he was singing a song like a English. rock band. Yeah, like a rock song. Yeah, like Jesse's. Oh, Jesse's. Wasn't it Jesse's girl or something like that? I think um, so. Yeah. I, and, uh, but the audio, like I've seen TikTok, I know like the whole TikTok stuff. My daughter shows me like funny TikToks that she sees. So I know like they, you know, they sync their, vo- their, they lip sync stuff. His, <laughs> it was totally off sync, dude. His <laughs> was totally off sync. And I was like, oh, dude, man, you're not doing it right. I, I, who don't even have TikTok, know a little bit about TikTok. And I, I even know that you're not doing it right. But yeah, that was that one. I, that was the only one I saw. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's the times we live in now, you know. It's it's, but it's just one of those things where uh, a player like El Matador Hernandez is the, the last thing you expect him doing in in his post career is doing some TikTok videos to entertain the masses. You know, I would have thought he would have taken his career to coaching or maybe even being a an analyst on television or something. I don't know. I mean. I don't think he's got the, I don't think he's got the know-how, man. I've seen him only at the fan fest in national team games. Yeah, he's but like. But as far as like the intelligence level, he's in the, like, I think he's even had some problems. Didn't he have some like problems with like, with like a woman or something? Like, uh, I'm like, not there's sure. some drama with this dude. I don't think he's the he has the he's the brightest you know the brightest ball. He's players, on the. You, know? you can catch him in the Home Depot booth when, when your selection comes to town to play at Molero. <laughs> yeah, when I saw him, he was at the he was at the AT and T booth. Yeah, they got him. They got like all these uh, has-beens. You know, they didn't manage their money, and there you go, man. Is what they start doing. Oh, um, yeah. before I forget this, um, and I don't want to talk about it too much, but there was a kid who made his professional debut at the age of fifteen. For Mallorca, 
and he happened to be born in Mexico to Argentine parents. And, you know, they're like, oh, check this out. This guy debuted. He's he's eligible to play for the national team. Like, you really think this kid's going to play for the Mexican national team? Get out of here. You never know, though. Like, check this out. This is sort of, this reminds me a lot. Okay, it reminds me of two things. Remember back in the day in big soccer, there would be, like, people posting videos of, like, like seven-year-old kids. And Wonderkins. Around, yeah. Like the Wonder Kids and stuff. And then you would never hear about, about them again. I mean, they're probably like 25 years old now. <laughs> so you never hear anything about them. The second thing that reminds me of, of is Neri Castillo. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, so he was born in Mexico, in San Luis. San Luis, then Potosí. he goes off and plays in, yeah, in, in Uruguay and in different places. But the scenario with him was, Hugo Sanchez played a big part of it. But the scenario was like he really wasn't at the level, and you know he's playing in Greece, I think, to like break into the Uruguayan national team. That their team was sort of stacked at that time, and then so his obvious choice would be Mexico. Yeah, um, and then of course everyone was loving it because he was a good prospect, and he you know he did what he did against Brazil in the Copa America, so that was like a huge thing. Well, like this guy, the only way. You know, his sights are going to be in Argentina. The only way he even looks at Mexico is if Argentina is so stacked and he doesn't, you know, meet up to their standards. And he, you know, he, he can see a future in the Mexican national. <laughs> so that's like, you know, I don't want your, you know, your, your second thoughts of coming to the Mexican national team just because you couldn't get to the, your first desire. Yeah. Sort of like mercenary type stuff, man. And the, the, the truth of the matter is Argentina shits out players. Like, they have such a large pool of players that, I mean, I'm sure they got notified that this kid made his debut, but, uh, dude, they they got so much talent. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so that's, what that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, you know, it could be a very possibility if he gets to, like, like he could just wash out and not be in any national team. Not Mexico would be like, man, get the heck out of here. But if he does okay... And then and ends up being like, okay, he's pretty good, but he just can't get in. He's not good enough to get into Argentina. Shoot, he, why not? Why not go to Mexico? Why not? You know, why pass the opportunity to potentially go to a, a World Cup with Mexico, even I, though it's your, not your first desire, it's not your passion. You know, I would say like Mexico. Or I think like the question is number one: Did he even have like any any history in Mexico, or was he just happen to be born there? You know. And and then he just grew up in Argentina or you know where the kid. I don't even think Mexico is even on his mind at all. You know, I think it's just one of those things that somebody out there is just keeping tabs on all these kids that are eligible. <laughs> and uh, you just you know this guy just happened to be you know the the hit story to this week. But I mean, I just think it's pretty pretty embarrassing, man. Because like, yo, we we have like the youth levels are, are really good for Mexico. We have plenty of talent. We don't need to be over here begging these these other players <laughs> to join the national team. I mean it's 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 embarrassing, man. It's like it is. We shouldn't it is be, a bad mindset. We shouldn't have to be, you know, like it's it's like that guy that goes to the beach and he has that little metal detector like just trying to see what he can catch you know that's <laughs> like that's that's what it feels like it's like yo this guy he he it's like Louis C K Louis C K that people don't know he's a comedian very successful he's Mexican he was born in Mexico but he him, himself has said it 
I'm not Mexican. <laughs> my dad escaped like, you know, I think he was uh, Jewish or something. And uh, he, he just fled to Mexico. And he just happened to be born there. But he, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't speak Spanish or anything. Like that. He doesn't think he's 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 like I'm white. I'm a white guy. You know, <laughs> I just happen to be born in Mexico, and yeah. uh, this kid with the little mullet just happened to be born in Mexico. And he, you know, <laughs> Luis says Luis says Argentina's gonna gonna cap him, and then he'll wash out 100. <laughs> percent that's that's pretty smart. Like if Argentina's smart, they're gonna you know use all their resources yeah. to make sure that they're covered. But when he doesn't pan out, they'll be like, okay, whatever. And then I guess there's a rule that you could you could do a one-time switch. It's sort I, of lame. I don't know if you can do a switch if you've already made your professional debut for the senior team. I know for the youth teams, oh, okay. it, it doesn't count. So you can right. you can play for the under-15, under-17, under-23 Argentina team. But if he hasn't made his senior debut, he is still eligible to, to choose his, his country. Um, yeah. Looks like we got some more stuff in the chat. Uh, Someone. Oh, looks like FIFA gave a warning to Liga MX about removing relegation and multi-ownership. Interesting. Uh, Liga MX gets warned all the time about a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And they drag their feet. <laughs> they it's, drag their feet on they'll even get fined man well we know the chant and stuff like that but. and I'm sure that a country that is going to be co-hosting the 2026 World Cup you know damn right FIFA's not going to be like alright we're going to you know we're going to we're going to enforce no there's no way there's too much money on the line I mean you know, and, they, and we talked about the the Puto Chan and how FIFA was going to take that serious, and they were going to you know start banning us or start you know fining us for using that chant. And that chant still lives on. You know, you cannot control that. You can you can try to minimize it as much as you can, but you know, you those are your fans, and they're going to be ignorant and drunk at the games, and they're going to do whatever they want to do. I mean, you look at the Italian league and how racist that is and how they've had countless and countless amount of racism in these games where the referee literally had to like grab the ball and end the game because of racist chance. You know what I mean? The only way you can, you can stop that is to, is to not have fans at the game. Yeah. I'm looking at some of the quotes on this. Um, FIFA's pretty much telling them that they should in the future reinstate relegation promotion. I'm sure the Mexican League is not the only league in the world right now that doesn't have relegation. I mean, you look at the MLS, you look at some of the smaller countries like Costa Rica and all. Do you really think they have a second division? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, and Bonilla's like, Bonilla's all like, okay, FIFA suggests a system but doesn't impose it. Mm. So if you establish a, par- a project, you know, that people will understand, it has to understand and shouldn't oppose it. So I think they're uh, they're sort of like, they're going to not necessarily push back, but they're going to give reason and say, hey, we're doing this because it's our project and it's what we want to do and all this stuff. And then I don't think FIFA's too, uh, they're going to come in too bullheaded and try to enforce strongly certain things. Yeah. So we'll have to see. 
I've I've rarely seen the time where FIFA has like stepped in and and fixed something. Like I remember when Alan Pulido left Tigres to Olympiacos and Tigres claimed that he still had a, a contract with 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 Pulido and he was not a free agent when he joined Olymp- Olympiacos. And it was like a shit show and in the end nothing got resolved. And uh I mean, nothing happened. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. They made a big deal about nothing. Yeah, FIFA's not FIFA's not all powerful type of imposing force, sort of weak, I guess, in there. Uh, Chivas uh, had an announcement the other day. I they had like a live press conference, and I was almost a hundred percent sure that they were announcing. Macias being sold but in the end it was actually the Chivas Femenil uh, Ruby was sold to Villarreal so how dare you dude was that was that you that uh, asked the question about Macias during that press conference was that was that you <laughs> what do you mean was that you on the Skype was that you on the Skype call that asked Amaury the question oh no <laughs> no I uh I got notified that there was going to be a live, you know, in, in like a in vivo conferencia. And I was like, and, and they didn't say really much about it. And like, and the way they were like, like building this thing up, I'm like, yo, I haven't seen this kind of thing since like Chicharito went to Man United. I was like, it's happening, man. It's happening. He's going to Dortmund or something. And then the second they start, you know, I saw, uh, uh, Rui Soto. I'm like, ah, oh. I turned off that stream, bro. I'm like, I don't care, man. <laughs> I don't care, dude. Like, oh, there you do. You're just like okay. Th- there's some drama around us. You know that, right? What do you mean? Did you Did you know? You know, uh, Jesus Jesus Hernandez, the reporter. Oh. Or La Ficion. Did you hear about this? Oh, dude, this is all news to me. Let's go. Let's break this out. Okay, so during that press conference, people were on. I guess it was a Zoom call, right? And people were on. Uh. uh Reporters were on the call, and they were given the opportunity to ask some questions. And this guy, Jesus Hernandez, I'm trying to find, um, he goes and asks, he says, okay, what, what about the question, what about the uh, Macias and his transfer? He has some question about Macias. And Amari just shuts him down and says, hey, this is not, it's not the place right now. We're, we're talking about Ruby and her transfer, and uh, Damn, I can talk to you about that in a different time. Thank you. <laughs> And 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 then everyone was just like, man, who is this dude? How dare this guy try and you know take the shine away from the feminine from Ruby and trying to put in your toxic masculinity with Macias and and the men's team? How how dare, how dare you do this? And he's just getting railed, dude. This guy. Um, wow, that guy had the same thought process. <laughs> I mean, dude. I mean, <laughs> I I haven't really kept up with with the uh, feminine. Um, and I, I don't know, man, it's just, I know that they're, they're good. Um, but you know, something is bad when the best, I want to say like the best player in Mexico decides to put her career on pause to join a television show on Telemundo. Okay. Like that's when, you know, number one, it's not being taken serious. Number two, she's probably not getting paid that much. So she'd rather be a reality TV star 
and get her, you know, her five minutes, 15 minutes of fame. Cause she can do that. And, and, and Norma, she has an insane following on social media. I mean, she's got like 2 million followers on Instagram, man. It's, it's ridiculous. So it's like, how can you take a league serious when their own players and, and not just any player, but one of the best strikers doesn't take it serious. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just not a very organized league. And, um, I mean, good, good for them. I'm, I'm happy that we're sending players abroad, but I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things, man. It's, it's a, it's, it's a development league. It's not, it's not, I wouldn't consider it like top tier yet. Well, it's it's the, well, yeah, I guess, I guess you can say as far as like the world, worldwide of uh, women's soccer, I guess you could call it development, but it's, I would say it's professional in Mexico. Yeah. I guess the best that it's the best that Mexico has, but as far as Mexico and all these players competing and even qualifying for the world cup, you know, that's going to be hard to do. You got the U S you get, it's, you know, it's, it's yeah. difficult. The U S even if you is the you get to a world cup, you yeah. get, it's going to be tough, man. Yeah. So this is just the beginning for women's soccer. Like women's soccer is just starting in Mexico. Um, it's got a long ways to go. Um, not just in the competitive aspect of it, but in the interest aspect of it, because even in the U S or even in the world, the interest aspect is all is relatively low yeah. compared to the men's. It it's one of those things. It's like you take literally the most successful national team for women. You look at the U.S. team, and and you look at like mm-hmm. their top players like Rapino, Alex Morgan, and um, you know all these stars. It's like yo, man. Like even in even in this country, there's not much of a following. The only the only thing that people care about every four years is the World Cup, but apart from that. When they go to their respective clubs, who the hell is following them? Who the hell is, who's watching this on TV? No one. No one's going to the games. No one's, not even in Europe. Yeah, it's just like, it's just one of those things where it's just, I don't know, man. It's, it, for me, this whole thing is, at least in Mexico, is not sustainable. It's not, gen, it's, it, it literally costs more to light up the stadium than, than the actual money that it generates. And uh, we have Luis in the chat saying that it was an agreement it was, I guess, it was part of the deal of, of Mexico getting the the World Cup, was that they had to, uh, they had to have a, an, a women's national league, so that makes uh, sense. Yeah. yeah, like when when she said um, about the uh, you know the the cost of keeping the lights on in the stadium, that's there was a good article by uh, Eugene Rapinski. He covers like Santos and stuff. And he's really all into Santos and also all into the football feminine. And he posted an article, and I have no idea why. On I think it was foot. Uh, what was that? It's the foot. Uh, the state of mind, something like that. He posted an article there about the costs, and it was it was quoting from one of the Santos uh, sort of female one of the employees over there. I forget what the what her title is, and she pretty much stated like the cost of lighting and there are exact numbers this is how much it costs to light the stadium this is how much we sell in tickets 
and it was not like i don't see how they made money and it's an investment it's not like a like if you're going to do a business you want your business to get earn profits right yeah i'm sure like you might you might have to invest and not make a profit for several weeks months i don't know about years but can you survive that i mean if you have a ton of money and you want to force this project to go through would you be willing to you know be in the red for a year because in the future you might you might be in you know be back in the black is that worth it um but that was a good argument he took it down man oh, luckily yeah. i saved it though yeah, yeah he, it, it's no it's no longer there he took it down but i saved it though so i have all the, the data i don't know if the person he interviewed to get all this information they probably like, someone got canned sort of, <laughs> someone, <laughs> so, someone got in trouble she retracted yeah she retracted because it sounded a little bit negative it was like the the facts and stuff were there yeah. and it was like this it's, is not a good business practice. The article was stating like this is not sustainable for you know for the immediate. Hopefully, in the long run, it works out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was not very. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, some of the I think the team that won the the league is still waiting on their iPads, or they got compensated an iPad, something like someone had to do with iPads. Yeah. Like instead of getting a bonus, they got iPads or. They were, you know, it's just like, yo, man, that's, it's really bad. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like to see, I like to see them, you know, do their thing and it's good that they're playing and I, you know, trying their, their best. Yeah. It's just like when I watch sports, I want to see the top level. I want to see the top physical capabilities of doing things. And, uh, that's why like, okay, say, uh, under 15 tournament is going on. And the, the the senior team is playing. Like, what am I going to watch? I'm going to watch the senior team. I'm not going to watch the under 15s because I want to see the highest level of play. Yeah, I've I've uh, I've addressed this before on the podcast, and my proposal is like, if you really want this to take off, and if you're really serious about trying to spread awareness and and and, and get fans engaged to the to the women's feminine league, this is what you got to do, and this is what we did in high school. You let them play first before the main events, and then you know you already oh, got yeah. you already got the fans in the stadium. You don't have to worry about the the electric bill. You already got everyone going in there for the main event. Why not put the undercard on? You know why not get these fans something to watch two hours before the main event? You know, like just have them play before, and then that's how you're going to get exposure to the league. That's how you're going to get engagement. You know, and you know you got. That are watching on television, they're they're already watching the pregame show. They're already excited. They already know that there's going to be a, a main event. So why not put them on before? Give them a little 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 spotlight. That's the way I would do it, in my opinion. That that's a smart idea, man. Yeah, that is a very good idea. I you mean, have all the you have all the resources there. You have all the staff there. You have all the stadium staff there. Yeah, man. Who would want it? Who would want to go to like even for? Uh, that's like a big thing for the Gold Cup games is when there's two teams uh-huh. playing or you know, or two matches up back to back. So yeah, like go to Achievers match, go to Achievers feminine, and then afterwards go to the Achievers game. Yeah, uh, Luis, Luis, Luis makes a comment. Or you know, that's sort of like the forever undercard, like when you're watching boxing. <laughs> the the, un, the undercard Luis calls it uh, rolling a rock up a cliff. <laughs> sort of messed <laughs> sort of up, but yeah, man, like the undercard. You have your undercard fighters. I mean, go watch them. it's still. I, I think that's the most. That's the. That's a win-win situation, in my opinion. Um, 
the only downside I could see to that is maybe again the field all scuffed up before the for the the main people play, but eh, it's it's fine. Yeah, just take care of it a little. There might be some some hair ties on the pitch after the game. <laughs> <laughs> some some missing nails or something, you know. <laughs> but besides oh, that, <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. I'm just joking, guys. Don't cancel me. Don't cancel me. I'm just you're gonna get canceled. I'm gonna get canceled like uh like everybody that's been getting canceled on on Twitter lately. Um, yeah. But uh, unfortunately, like like we said in the beginning of the show, they're they're. Right now, the Liga Mekis is on hiatus, so we really don't have much news around the league. There's been some player swaps, some 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 players join. I mean, Tijuana is is basically uh, Gallos just in red. You know, they they sold uh, the Caliente Group sold uh, Querétaro, so they uh, they're basically just poaching all the players and coaches and and stacking up a, a what's going to be a really fun team to watch when this league returns. And uh I've actually yeah I I've always been wanting to go to a game because I mean it, I I don't live in SoCal but I'd be willing to go out there and and uh they do the whole tailgating there. They they kind of ad- adopted the the American you know pre-game thing so it it seems like Tijuana's got a really cool um, ambiente over there. Yeah, I, I definitely do want to make a trip over there. That's uh, you get the uh, the whole Mexican Mexican American crowd, even gringo crowd over there. And um, like some people said, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about Tijuana and getting all excited. Um, I think I think Stray or Stray might have said. You know, you you go to Tijuana, um, not necessarily to see Tif- to to see cholos, but to see like the away team. Play. Yeah, <laughs> you want to see you want to see Chivas or uh, when the America visits over there. Yeah, that's when you want to go. <laughs> oh my god! And they're uh, another team that's in El Norte is uh, Juarez. They're I mean they're building a stadium that can be accessible through the Texas border, which is pretty freaking crazy. So you can go to the game on the Texas side and uh, watch the game. Where's this at? Uh, Ciudad Juarez. Oh. Yeah, for Juarez. So it's going to be on the border. Like, is that, like half of the stadium is going to be I, U.S. side. I believe so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, they're, they're going to be like the Migra. The Migra is going to be on, <laughs> on, 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 on midfield. They're going to be like, hey. Like if, if somebody, if somebody – uh enters the enters the field and tries to cross the the mid center <laughs> line and gonna, the meager is going to go and rush them. <laughs> yeah. You, you uh you try to get back home after the game and they're going to make you uh do a test. I don't know. They're going to they're gonna, they're going to try and spot you out. No, when, whenever the one of the two captains in the middle with the referees they're exchanging their little uh, Oh yeah. Said no, you're on this side of the field. You know, show me your passport. <laughs> show me your passport, dude. You can't come up. This it's side like of yo, the yo, field. yo. This guy's yeah. about to have a corner kick. Hold on, before you do the corner kick, we gotta, you gotta scan your, you gotta scan your thumbprint real quick. <laughs> uh, uh, your pockets, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. No, and then if you're on the if you're on the gringo side and you're going to Mexico, they're going to be like, oh, that's going to be fifty pesos. I need to yeah, mochate, mochate. I'd be I'd be curious if like uh you know the guys selling the stuff around the around the, you know, the stands, you know the they they, they go around the, the stands selling beer, and then on on the Mexican side they're selling them for thirty pesos, and then on the American side they're selling them for you know twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rip-off, man. A los gringos, le, le, le cobras más a los gringos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they, got the, they got the Cracker Jacks on one side. They got the the, the, Bud, <laughs> the Budweiser on one side and then the, the Tecate on the other side. <laughs> the Takis and all that. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think I have any more topics. Do you have anything else? No, I was thinking there's something, but I forget. I don't. I don't think there is. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of discussion on some few things. Man. Yeah, the live chat's really live today. So thank you guys all for for participating. It's definitely fun to have our listeners uh, put their two cents in because it's very informal. A lot of good good stuff. Um, I would no. say for now, you know, just keep your eye on the. Uh, Aztecas abroad, you know, we have, uh, again, Wolves are doing really good. You have Jesus Corona basically starting every game for Porto. Guardado, he played today. Um, Lainez even is getting minutes. Uh, yeah. So so all our boys are, are getting minutes out there in Europe. That's that's really good to, to see out there. And uh, just whatever you do, don't, don't buy Herbalife. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't need that. Get your supplements elsewhere. Yeah, go uh, all natural. <laughs> so yeah, guys, we're gonna wrap this up. Um, stay tuned on our Twitter. Uh, our Twitter handle is uh, what is it? Cantina MX underscore Bob. Yeah, definitely give us a follow. Uh, if you like this video, give it a thumbs up. And uh, if you have any any topics you want to discuss that we we haven't addressed, um, just add us on the Twitter handle, and and we'll we'll tune in for for the next episode. I want to thank everybody for for listening, for all the fa- all everyone out there. And uh, Jikis, thank you for for being on the podcast tonight. Yeah, man, thank you. All right, everybody, take care. Make sure to wear a mask out there and uh, be safe.